Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. This, this, this show is brought to you by safety FM. Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, Safety Sucks, the bullshit in the safety profession they don't tell you about. Head on over to Amazon and get yourself a copy. You can also find it at Barnes & Noble and many other places that you find books. We're also brought to you by PaleHorseMedia.co. Head on over to www.PaleHorseMedia.co. You can check out this podcast, Hey Y'all with Sam. You can check out really, um, we'll just say effing, really effing scary stories and all kinds of other great stuff. We have videos over there. One of my favorite places is the merch shop. You can get your favorite merch from all of the shows that we have going on from t-shirts to hats to just really, really cool stuff. So head on over to PaleHorseMedia.co. .co for more. Last but not least, we're brought to you by hopuniversity.org, your source for on-demand human and organizational performance training. You can also get into contact there uh, if you want us to come out, hang out with you, teach you some hop stuff, do stuff in person, on-site, all that kind of stuff. Head on over to hopuniversity.org. <laughs> Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast. I hope that you are doing absolutely amazing wherever you find yourself on this wonderful day. Things are going great here, and I want to start with this and say thank you. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for your continued love of the podcast. Thank you to all the amazing guests that have have shared their time, just so graciously shared their time to come on and spread the good word of doing safety maybe a little bit, dare I say, better. Thanks to everyone that has supported this podcast in any way, shape, or form. If you could do me a favor and just go a little bit farther, give us some ratings, give us some reviews, hit that subscribe button. If you got a second, if you got a, if you got an FB, if you got a Facebook, go over, share the podcast on your Facebook, share it on your LinkedIn. Let your friends, let your safety fam know what we got going on over here. Let them come on over and join this adventure with us. Before we get too far into this podcast, do me a favor, head over to www.thehopnerd.com. Follow along on all things social media at The Hot Nerd, except for Twitter, because it is, boom, you guessed it, super duper special and unique. It is at The Hot Nerd 
one. You can slide into the DMs. You can send me an email at sam at thehopnerd.com or thehopnerd.gmail.com. If you head over to any of our websites, and look, there's a ton of them, right? There's www.thehopnerd.com. There's hopuniversity.org. There's sugoodman.com. There's www.palehorsemedia.co. It's just, we got a lot going on. You can head over to any of those websites. Use that handy dandy contact form. You can get into contact that way. If you've got ideas for who you would like to see on the podcast, heck, if you would like to come on the podcast, if you would like to come on and share your stories of the <sighs> sucks of safety before the Safety Sucks miniseries is over and it's almost done, let me know. Again, slide into the DMs, get into contact. Whatever works best for you works for me. So today, it's just going to be me. Once again, so I, I heard you. I I've had a lot of you reach out to me and, and you've said, Sam, I really like the interviews, and those are great, but I miss the the golden days, the good olden days of the Hot Nerd Podcast, where it was just you hanging out, talking, just hanging out, talking about hot, talking about stuff, and uh, I don't know, maybe you like the ranting? I, I, I don't know, but that's what we're going to do today. So we've got some really great guests planned for you coming up this year. We've got some other stuff happening, but I'm trying to give you a little bit more of a mixture of kind of what we started with, kind of where we went with the interviews, some mini series sprinkled in between. So let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about the podcast. So again, slide over to the emails, slide into the DMs, let me know. But today I wanted to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart and something that it seems like we continually work on, um, at least organizations that I come into contact with, and it's this. It's this notion of pre-task planning, or in my world, often referred to as PJBs, pre-job briefing. So let's let's start here. Let's start with kind of the, the suck, I think, of most pre-job briefs. And for me, it's this. It's that most pre-job briefs are just forms. Right, right. Let's let's start there and say that most organizations have boiled this pre-task planning process down to a form of some sort. And I'm starting with the form because more often than not, the form, as forms do, you guessed it, sucks. Right. So how did it get to the point of sucking? Well, I think forms kind of inherently have a little bit of suck, but most organizations when bad shit happens, right, when bad stuff happens, when we have an operational surprise, when we have an unintended operational consequence of some kind, we've been in this mode of blaming people, right? And a really good way to blame people in a little bit more of a polite manner rather than saying, hey, you're an idiot, is to say something like, hey, how could you not be aware of this? You were not situationally aware. So how do we cure your problem. How do we do that? A really easy way for an organization to air quotes, cure that problem is to create a, a line item, a checkbox and say, well, now that we have this item written down in black and white ink with a little box beside of it that you check on a form that now you have to initial or sign along with the rest of your BFFs on your crew, you will never forget that again. So what happens? Shit happens, right? And we create another line item and then something else happens and we create another line item and then something else happens and then we create another line item and then some other group within our organization goes, ooh, that's a really handy form you got there. Let me put some stuff on it. And then a leader says, and then you know what? Let me put some stuff on there too. And then let's add this other thing because you know we, you can't forget that. And what do we do? We get to a point to where we try to put everything 
on the form. And especially if it's safety or if it's environmental or if it's the stuff that's important. I'm not arguing that that stuff's not important. I'm not saying it's not important yet. So, so don't, don't tar and feather me yet. But what I'm saying is that we, we go through, and we talked about this. We talked, right? Go, go back a couple episodes and we start talking about prioritization of safety stuff. We rank everything as equally as important. Like if it says safety, it matters and it matters a lot. And it, it, it all matters so much that we don't have any prioritization, right? We have one bullet point that says thou shalt do everything perfectly and perfectly and always, right? And, and that's the way that we approach this form. We just put everything on this form, right? That's why you see these tick and flick check sheets, pre-task planning, pre-job briefing, hazard analysis, check sheets, whatever you call them in your neck of the woods. And it's just got everything, right? And what do employees do? They check everything, right? Why? Why? Have you ever walked up on a, a job just as a casual observer, right? Um, and just looked at these forms and you go, well, okay, you guys, or you all, you, you people, you all are hanging out here uh, and you're, you're working in a trench. Okay. You got that going on, but you check scaffolding and work above six feet and you've got this about um, something else random and why? Well, the answer is this. And, and they'll tell you, go ask, go ask, they'll tell you. Well, because just in case, right? Just in case, if something happens and we don't have all those boxes checked, what does the organization do? You know what they do. You've been there. You've seen it. You're a safety person. You're a leader. You're something in a high-risk industry. If you're hanging out, listen to me. You know what happens, right? You know what happens. They go, well, see, here's your problem. Here's your problem, right? I found the problem. Dur, 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 dur. Safety or management to the rescue investigate, and we found the problem. The problem is, is that you didn't check this box on slip, trips, and falls. And guess what happened? Mm-hmm. Somebody slipped, tripped, or fell, right? And if you would have checked that box, everything would have been fine. And I'm like, I get it. Well, we're intent is that they check it and they have a detailed and very, very, very good conversation about slip, trips, and falls. Every whatever, what whatever, right? Back to prioritization. In the grand scheme of things, we'll just use that example. I'm the hop nerd, and I'm working in a trench. Right? I'm doing something in a trench. I'm working on some nice polyline in a trench. Right? I'm looking at, at, at all the stuff that I have to look at to work in a trench. Because uh, let's just say, let's, let's just all agree on this point, right? that working is a, in a trench easily falls into the category of the shit that kills you. Right? It falls easily into that sticky category. Right. And I'm going, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what's top of my mind? You know, uh, not the trench, not catastrophic failure of the trench, not making sure that I have great shoring or, or sloping or benching, not making sure that all this stuff is good, not making sure that, you know, we're not going to hit an energized line or an energized something while we're digging, um, not making sure that, you know, there's no excess water in the bottom. You know, I'm not looking for cracking or sloping. I'm not looking for any of that stuff. What's really at the top of my mind during my pre job brief is, you know, that I don't slip, trip, or fall on the way to the trench. Uh huh. Said by no craftsperson anywhere ever working with something that will kill them. But that's the way we approach it, right? That's the way we look at it as an organization is that if there was just more awareness, then none of this would ever happen. If number one, people only cared more about the safety of, of their own safety and the safety of their coworkers, 
and then through that caring made themselves more aware. And then not only made themselves more aware because they care more, right? So now they're instantly going to become more aware and they're going to focus on that awareness because awareness solves world hunger. We know that, right? Being aware of starving kids around the world automatically fixes starving kids around the world, right? That's just how that works. We know this. That's safety logic. That's safety logic to solving the world's problems, right? So now that we care more and now that we're more aware, right, we have awareness, right? We have all that magical situational awareness. Uh, now we're good. And not only that, but we can turn around and be lookouts for people that are slipping with their awareness, right? We can be the person that says, stop work. Stop work. I see danger. Stop work. Stop work. That's how we solve problems, right? That's how we do it. All of this kind of awareness crap, right? That, that's how we've gotten to this point. We've gotten to this point of these bloated, massive, pre-job planning forms, right, that just try to cover everything under the sun, right? We take the shit that actually kills you and the shit that really matters, we put that on there, but then we muddy the waters by putting every freaking thing else on there because it's all equally as important, right? Right? It has to be because that's what we do. Right. That's what we do. We say, you know what? Making sure that, you know, our general site housekeeping is up to speed and up to par. So we look real good is just as important as making sure that we have our lockout tag out. So we get in this place where we go, OK, make sure that you and your teammates are super duper aware of, you guessed it, every single possibility out there. Not, not just the important ones, not, the, not just the ones that matter to your work, but every freaking possibility under the sun. And guess what? We've developed a check sheet for you that we are going to require you to do perfectly and for every task and any time that your task changes even slightly. So if Bob over there sneezes, you're going to have to stop and redo a pre-job brief because if you don't and Bob sneezes too hard and then he throws out his back, then guess what? We're going to shit can the crew because you guys didn't stop and rebrief after Bob's um, sneezing fit, right? So we go down this path of that, right? Form, covering everything, and making everyone super duper duper aware because awareness is how we solve safety problems, right? And then if for some reason something creeps in, we're just going to rely on the person or the people of the crew to say, no, 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 time out, stop. Everything's wrong. Something bad's about to happen. I see into the future with my magic safety vision, and I know that that line is energized. Stop. We just rely on that. Bullshit, right? Let's just call it for what it is. It's bullshit. Now, look, I'm not sitting here and I'm not just saying that all, um, all check sheets are evil. All check boxes are evil. I'm not saying that. I'm a list person. I'll be honest with you. I like little bulleted lists. They are helpful to me. They work pretty good for me, right? For me to sit down and actually list out the stuff that's important, I think it helps. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that it's inherently bad to have a form that helps guide you through something. I'm not saying that it's bad to have a tool that helps you. And here's the keyword, a tool that helps you accomplish something, right? That's kind of the point, right? If it's a tool, it's supposed to be um, helpful. I don't know. I wouldn't go to Home Depot and buy a tool that makes my work harder. I, I, uh, no, I wouldn't, right? No, no more than I would want a form or any other tool, whether paper or otherwise within my organization, to make my work more harderest, right? To make, to make my work less efficient and harder. I, no, because what's going to happen if it makes my work less efficient and it makes my life suck and it makes my work harder? What am I going to do? I'm going to find a way to be in compliance with the process and work around it period. 
That's what I'm going to do. That's what you would do. And that's what anyone else would do. And if you say that that's not what you do, you're lying. Now, let me say this too, because I, I don't feel like any real, I don't think that many tools, I won't say that there aren't any, but I, I don't feel the majority of tools that we try to roll out or use or create within our organizations, whether pre-job briefing forms, you know, other things that we use, I don't feel like there's many things in this world that are inherently evil or bad or no-no tools. Like, I, I don't feel like that. So don't, don't, don't think that I'm beating up pre-job planning, because I'm really not. I'm kind of beating up the way that we apply pre-job planning in our organizations, and we'll kind of scurry down that rabbit hole in just a second. Um, but I think that the tools that we roll out in our organizations, then based off of our kind of underlying assumptions and our culture of our organization, right, it really determines the way that they're used and the way that they that the organization feels about them, right? So if we view people as a problem, right, they're a problem to control, we approach people from a place of distrust. We've talked about this, right? We, we approach people from a place of not trusting people. So we create a pre-job brief form, check sheet, whatever, or any other tool, insert any other tool here. Uh, and it's, it's built from a place of distrust of me not trusting you to do what you need to do. Because in our organization, we've made this broad assumption that people are a problem to control. We're going to control you. And this form is a great way to control you. Right. Um, then guess what? You know, something not so great happens, right? Boom. You guessed it. You're right. You're right. That person was the problem. And now I have, you know, that's evidenced by the fact that they did not check the right box on this form. And God help us, if they would have only checked that box on slip, trips, and falls, then, you know, John Bob wouldn't have rolled his ankle. Jane Bob wouldn't have tripped over her shoestrings if, if they would have just checked this box on that form, if they would have just had a more detailed conversation around tying their shoestrings before going to work. So then we get on this path of, okay, well, they didn't do the form. That didn't meet our expectations. So now we're going to discipline. We're going, we're going to sanction. We're going to shit can, right? We're going to do something, right, to prove the point that you must be aware and you must do all that we ask you to do with this form. So then what happens? It gets back to a point that we've already made, but I think it's important to say it again. People just check all the freaking boxes, right? They check all the boxes, and what do they do? They check all the boxes. You get this night, this night, this nice, tidy, clean form that you, as a safety professional or as a manager, can go, ooh, look how pretty. And you can put that in your drawer and you can forget about it, right? Only to see the light of day once again if something bad happens and for us to examine, looking back now, looking back with hindsight, known outcome, and all these kind of gifts that we have post incident and go, well, there's your problem. If they would have just checked the box and said the shoestring box, wait, there's no box for tying our shoes in the form. Somebody get me a safety professional now and add a box for tying shoestrings on that pre-job brief now. Boom. Corrective action. We made the world a better place and a safer place to work. Not. So where am I going with this big, long rant about pre-job briefing, pre-task planning, pre-task hazard analysis stuff? It, this is where I'm going. Number one, it's too important for us to continue to freaking ruin it, right? So it might not sound like it, but I want to come back to this point is that pre-task planning is very, 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 very important. And it's important for a couple of reasons, because I'm not saying that awareness is just complete bogus crap, right? I think we do need to sometimes kind of cue our mind into the things that matter. But again, the problem that we, that we face is that we say that everything matters. So if everything matters, 
nothing really matters, right? So I think one kind of piece on the curative side of that is decluttering these forms. I know a buzzword, but getting these forms down to a, a size that's useful, right? That's not a hindrance. And we can do that by just focusing on the shit that kills you and the stuff that really matters, right? Here's the shit that kills you. Let's talk about that. That's the most important thing that we need to talk about, the shit that kills you, right? I think so. And then we can move on to the stuff that really matters, right? We can talk about maybe environmental impacts. Maybe we can talk about stuff that really, really matters to us in this job specifically. We have to get away from this idea that checking boxes and talking about stuff prevents bad things from happening because it doesn't really, right? We're magically aware so nothing bad can happen. Look, I really believe that if we clear out all the garbage, if we clear out all the fluff, if we clear out all the bloat from years of corrective actions that have said, you need to add a box for tying shoestrings to the form so people don't forget to tie their shoestrings, I think we get to the point to where we can actually have a real conversation, right? A real conversation rather than having, oh, I've got a hundred items I've got to check on a form, right? We can have a real conversation. We can focus in on the shit that kills you, the shit that really matters. And we can get to the point of talking about (gasps) controls, right? We can get to the point of saying, okay, this is the shit that kills us in this specific job. My employer is not requiring me to talk about working over or near water because, um, I don't know, we're not working over or near water. Uh, oh, great. So we don't have to talk about that. We're working with energized electrical crap. Maybe that's where we should spend the majority of this conversation. Huh? Well, ooh, that sounds like, you know, that sounds like it'd be good. Unfortunately, our organizations haven't said that, right? We've went, well, you should also talk about that, but you should also talk about shoestrings. And you should also talk about housekeeping. And you should also talk about environmental, even though you have no environmental impact, you should talk about environmental. Just cuz, just cuz, right? Just cuz. Make sure you check on the boxes. But now that we've cleared all that out of the way, We can have a real deal conversation. We're not worried about checking freaking boxes. We're not worried about CYA, right? We can have a real conversation about this thing that will kill us during this job. 100% dead if we mess this up. Okay, we're talking about that. Now what do we do? We can talk about controls. What controls do we have in place? What defenses do we have in place? And then we can follow that up with a really important question. Okay, we've got controls. We've got that. We're not, we're not leaning on awareness. We're not dependent upon people making the right decisions for things to go right. Now we can say, oh, are those defenses, are those controls, is, is that enough? Is that enough to keep us from dying? To me, in my perfect crazy world, that is the best pre-task planning, hazard analysis, whatever that we can have. What's the shit that kills us? What's the shit that really matters? How do we defend against that? What are our defenses that aren't leaning on people, that aren't, aren't requiring us to just be aware? You know, what are the real robust defenses? And is, is that little list of defenses, is that enough? Is that enough? Now, we could even go a little step farther and go, okay, when all that shit fails... How do we respond then? Is there a way to put in some buffer here to fail gracefully? And how do we respond gracefully? I think that's probably the next step in that. But I also want to throw in this. I think it's a great concept. It's a great concept that Todd Conklin has has mentioned. I'm, I'm pretty sure it comes from Todd. I've heard a couple other people bring it up lately, but it's this. It's this notion of starting when safe. Right. Historically, we've relied on check sheet, check sheet, check sheet, work through the check sheet, make sure you're hyper aware. And if anything differs from the check sheet, somebody goes, stop work. 
when really instead of trying to train our folks to stop when unsafe, we need so instead of trying to make people be super aware and then from that awareness have this kind of super super duper amazing psychic vision to stop when unsafe. That's probably the best way to put it. Training them to be great at stopping when unsafe because look that always fails. It's better to try to train them to wait and start when safe. Right. So maybe that's a good way to use our pre-job briefing time too, or a hazard, whatever you want to call it. Again, my world, pre-job briefs, my, the Hopner podcast, we're just going to call them pre-job briefs. There we go. I'm going to, I'm going to stop rambling about that, but that's probably a better use of our time. Right. So let's, let's recap some of that rant. <laughs> let's recap some of that rant. I guess on the more curative side, right. And this is a rant. I, I hope you're cool with it. It's a complete rant, but I think it's this just decluttering password, decluttering those forms, getting rid of all those freaking checkboxes, getting rid of all that stuff and creating an environment in which we can have real deal, honest conversations. That's really what we should do. Do you have a piece of paper that helps you facilitate that? Maybe sure. Whatever, whatever, whatever works for you. Right. I'm not going to sit here and be so prescriptive that I tell you that you have to have a form that has this box. No, but yeah, if it works for you, sure. Whatever works best for you. Right? Whatever works best for your people, maybe ask them. Ask them what sucks about the process. They'll tell you if you ask. Then focus on the shit that kills you, the shit that really matters. Once we can really have a real deal conversation around those things, we can come up with some oh, really good defenses, right? some really good controls. Then we can ask those follow-up questions. You know, are those controls enough? Is that enough to keep us from dying during this job? And if all shit goes wrong... How do we respond? Do we still walk away from this thing? How can we make it to where we can still walk away from this thing? And back to that point that, that Todd makes a bunch and, and a lot more eloquently than what I can is instead of trying to say to people, be super hyper focused and aware and care a bunch and then have your, your head on a swivel and constantly be looking for opportunities to stop work, teach them to wait and start when safe. And those questions are a good way to determine if it's safe to start. Right. Uh, okay. We've identified the shit that kills us. Okay. Do we have the right defenses in place? Are those defenses enough? Okay. If all the if everything's good, I think we're we're safe to start. Right. I think I think we're safe to start. If not, we're not safe to start. I think that is like a thousand percent better. Right. I think that is a thousand percent better than anything that we have historically done with these tick and flick check sheet things, talking about shoestrings and talking about you know making sure that our trash receptacles are empty and making sure that we're in compliance. Right. I, I think that these three page pre job planning briefing worksheets are just garbage most of the time. They're just bullshit. And what's even more bullshittery than that is what they're based upon. Right. They're based upon this notion. They're based upon this idea that people are the problem, right? It, we're, we're starting from this place of distrust. Our normal organizational neutral is distrust of our employees. So naturally, that's where we go, right? I don't trust you. I don't trust you. You're stupid worker bee. I don't trust you. So here's a form that you need to follow because you're too dumb to do this on your own. Make sure that you check all these boxes. If you check all these boxes, make sure you care a bunch and you're super aware. And then if you go out to do work and if you're constantly watching and kind of kind of self-auditing against these check boxes and all these things that you now care a bunch about and that you're super aware about, you can call the magic stop card and everything will be fine. If that's the way that we continue to approach pre-task planning, it's always going to suck. It's never going to work. It's always going to be a shit show. If we're constantly relying on people to look into the future and see that bad things are about to happen and magically stop them before they do, it's never going to end very well. 
If we're constantly focusing on those things rather than focusing on <gasps> starting when safe, focusing on having real deal conversation around the stuff that actually matters on the job that we're actually working on, then it's never going to be okay. The process will always suck. But until we get to the point of really trusting our employees, until we get to the point of seeing people as the solution, and until we get to the point of understanding that we're not giving them tools to hold them accountable to, we should be giving them tools that help them accomplish work. Tools that are just helpful, helpful in general, right? helpful in accomplishing something, whether that's a pre-job brief, pre-task planning, pre-have, whatever, right? Whether that's a procedure, whether that's some other form of bulleted check sheet or, or something, right? I think that it's that. It's that we have to start from that point of trusting people and understanding that these aren't accountability weapons, right? They're tools to help us accomplish something. And that's coming from that place of trust. I also want to tack on before I forget, and, and I know we're going kind of long here. I know, I, I know, but I'm, I'm ranting. You got, you know, that's what I do when I rant. I go, I go long. I go long. I want to throw in, too, that it matters when we do them, right? So I guess it'd be better to say it this way. Do them where they matter, right? And I, I, I briefly kind of put my finger on this just this for a second while we we're kind of ranting or while I was ranting. Hopefully you're in your car ranting and screaming along with me. That would be a blast. <laughs> but if people look at you in traffic and think you're having an argument, that would be even better, right? You hear you arguing with me over, over your stereo. That'd be phenomenal. Um, or you do what I do when you're walking around on a podcast. You kind of talk to yourself with your headphones in and people look at you like you're an, it's a complete lunatic, which I, I guess I am. I'll, I'll own that. I'll take that. Um, but it's the better way of saying that is this doing them where they count, right? Focusing on doing these hazard analysis, these pre job briefings, where they actually matter. Because most organizations do this. What, what do they do? It's similar to all the shit that's on the forum. It all matters. It all matters a lot. It all ma equally matters the same. So if that's true, then we need to do them all the time too, right? So, oh, it's me, Sam. I'm, I'm, it's me, Sam Goodman, the hot nerd. I'm here. I'm going to open this uh, this can of Dr. Pepper that's sitting beside of me. Uh, yep, pre-job brief. Oh, it's it's here I go. I'm done with my Dr. Pepper. I need to go over here and uh, move my laptop, you know, from the recording console, and I need to put it in my uh, – yep, yep. Pre-job brief. Yep. I'm going to go here at lunch and I'm going to take a walk around the block and, uh, you know, come back. Oh, traffic. There's traffic out there. There's all kinds of bad stuff. You're in downtown Phoenix. There's all kinds of hazards. There's all kinds of bad stuff out there. I'm so scared. I'm so, yep. Pre-job brief. And if I get halfway through that walk and, you know, I decide to go a different route than what I originally planned, you guessed it. I'm going to do, I'm going to rebrief. I'm going to do another hazard analysis, another pre-job brief. And if I get halfway through that new route and I decide that I want to go back and do the old route, guess what? I'm going to have to rebrief again, right? Uh, you know what? Middle of just insane work evolution, right? And this is the standard that we, that most organizations hold people to, right? Imagine the most insane kind of like super busy thing happening, right? Whatever that looks like. I, I can think of like 30 work evolutions in power generation just right now, just kind of floating around in my head where it's like, okay, this has to happen. This has to happen right now. We've already planned for it. It's all the kind of stuff's already done, but now I'm going to have to take a different route. I'm going to have to go over here and I'm going to have to do something just a little different. Our expectation as organizations a lot of times is this. No, 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 just stop everything that you're doing, huddle up, rebrief. What happens when we do these things over and over and over in places where people do not see any value because in many of these places, there's not any hint, hint. We go, right? It's back to the point that if it all matters and it all matters a lot, then nothing really matters, right? If we don't put some prioritization to this, none of it matters. It doesn't matter, 
right? So when we're looking at this and going, well, you know, I'm going to have to walk across site. So now I'm going to have to sit down and do a pre-job brief with myself. That is the expectation that some organizations have, not saying all, but some, a good chunk of them, I will tell you. What do I do when I actually come across something that's, that has the potential to kill me? I look at it in the same way. I go, oh, here we go, another pre-job brief. So doing them everywhere can be extremely detrimental, right? At that point of doing them where they matter is super important, right? We should hone in on the shit that kills us. Back to that point, I'm keep, I'm keep circling back to that because that's really where we should be. Right? We should be having conversations around the shit that kills us, the stuff that really matters, the defenses that we have in place, the fact that those defenses are enough or they're not, and then fixing them, and then following up with questions about failure and failing gracefully and responding and recovering and kind of all that stuff. And all that can be boiled down into that start when safe thing. Right? I don't think that we have to sit down and do a massive pre-job brief right? and go, well, Sam and his coworker are going to walk across the site and do a basic observation. Yep. Pre-job brief. And if they get halfway there and Sam decides to put on his gloves and pick up a piece of trash, because, you know, went to gloves to pick up a piece of trash, uh, compliance, um, then he needs to stop and brief before he does that. None of that's helpful, right? None of that's helpful. So this big, heavy hand of compliance saying that thou shalt be aware of everything, always that thou shalt fill out the form and have every box checked or else because if something happens and you did not check that box, that's bad. You're going to get in trouble. Uh, making sure that you have this pristine filled out form and all this crap and that you're going to do them constantly and always. Anytime you, 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 a pre-sneeze brief, if you're going to sneeze, if you have that feeling, that urge coming on, you need to do a pre-sneeze brief before you sneeze or else. And then we pretend like there's a ton of value there, right? And, and there's just not. There's just not, right? So go back to those points. Go back to those points. It should be a t- if it's a tool, if it's a tool, it should help us accomplish something. Again, I'm not going to go down to Home Depot right now and buy a tool that makes my work harder. Not going to happen. <laughs> just not going to happen. I'm not going to go down to Guitar Center. That's I'm a frequent of Guitar Center. I'm not going to go down to Guitar Center around the corner here and buy equipment for the studio that makes recording podcasts harder. Just just not going to just not going to do it, right? And tools make life easier, right? Tools help me accomplish something that's difficult, right? That's the entire point. So it's that, right? We have to start from a place of trust of our employees, understand that they're the solution to our problems, right? I think we've had this conversation a couple of times, right? We got to hone in the stuff that really matters, right? The shit that kills you and the stuff that really matters. We need to be talking about defenses and controls. We need to talk, be talking about are, are those defenses and controls enough? Is it safe to start? Rather than focusing on super duper high awareness and stopping when unsafe, we need to focus on when it's safe. To start, and we need to do these pre-job briefings, these hazard analysis. Instead of doing them everywhere, we need to do them where they matter. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Sam at thehotner.com. Head over to www.thehotner.com. You can also send me an email at thehotner at gmail.com. Slide into the DMs, all that kind of sort of stuff. Let me know what you think. I love doing these rants. You asked for it. You got it. So there you go. There, there it is, right? I've been doing, I've been doing some of these. I'm going to keep doing them. I'm going to try to keep them in the mix. I got out of doing them for a while and just was just strictly interviews, but I like ranting. I like ranting and you asked for it. So don't get mad at me now. You asked for this. You brought this up on yourselves. Ha, ha, ha.
But no, in, in all seriousness, I think this is a subject that we really need to tackle within our organizations, within high-risk industries, right? This is this is something that we all share. We all share this, right? We all have some form of pre-task, hazard, planning, briefing, something, right? And most of us really suck at it. Let's just be honest. Most organizations do not do a very good job of supporting employees in this process. So I don't pretend like I hold all the answers. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not telling you, uh, you know, that I do. So I'm asking you for your help. Let me know. Let me know your thoughts on it. I would love to hear from you again. You know how to get a hold of me. Uh, other than that, make sure you go check out the new podcast over at palehorsemedia.co, www.palehorsemedia.co. We've got Hey Y'all with Sam happening. And coming up the first Friday of March, we have a whole new season of really effing scary stories, which is going to be epic. And be on the lookout. In the meantime, I might post some stuff like some, you know, if, if you if you're not subscribed to those podcasts, please go check them out because I might drop some stuff early. You never know. You never know. So uh, that's all I've got. Thank you so much. Make sure you like, subscribe, give us a good rating. That helps us a ton. It literally helps us keep the lights on here. Other than that, that's all I've got. Sam Goodman, the hot nerd. Bye, everybody. Bye.